Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of our podcast. I'm really excited about this episode because this is the first kickoff in a series of things that I'm going to be doing this spring. Um, I'm going to be doing a series on the blog in video and special podcast episodes all geared towards the theme of spring cleaning our hearts and home. Now, originally, I had actually wanted to do this workshop locally. I did one a few months ago, um, a local workshop about um, clearing clutter and simplifying, and I really wanted to do one this spring called Spring Cleaning Hearts and Homes, but my schedule just doesn't allow it, so I'm being realistic and realizing that it's not going to happen, but I thought how awesome because I could reach so much more people actually through the blog and um, YouTube videos and Facebook Live and and the podcast episodes that we could tackle this topic and I could even reach more people than doing a local workshop. So I am starting this series today on spring cleaning our hearts at home and today's theme will be simple organization in a cluttered world. And I just wanted to give you guys some simple tips that I use here at my home and in my life to help me live more clutter free. Now if you go to the website Website, you can search clutter free and you can search clutter and you'll find all sorts of posts that will come up whether it be a podcast episode or a written post about how I live clutter clutter free why I live clutter free and um also, if you go onto my YouTube channel, if you search over there for Simply Living for Him, uh, the YouTube channel, you'll find a session that I did recently at a workshop called The Remedy to Clutter and Chaos. So I already have lots of resources for reducing clutter and why we live clutter-free and the freedom that it brings when you live clutter-free. Um, but now I figured at this time of the year, I really wanted to focus on simplifying our hearts and homes because as you all know from listening to me, if you have ever listened to me or read anything that I've written on this topic, you will know that I always talk about um, our hearts and getting our hearts in line first because really clutter has nothing to do with stuff and it really all goes back to our hearts. So I've written a lot about that topic and um, you know, really what we need to do before we even start to purge clutter. I have a podcast episode if you search in there previously about that. So this is going to sort of be along those same lines, but really focusing on some different aspects of spring cleaning, because I know that this is a time of year where a lot of people really do start to go through their homes. You know, we can open the windows now um, if it's warm out and we can sort of let in all the fresh air and start to really clean our homes and evaluate what we need and what we don't. You know, the winter over. We've sort of been shut up for the winter and cooped up a little bit and maybe we've sort of um, accumulated some things 
after Christmas and the new year, and it's time to sort of evaluate what needs to stay and what needs to go. And it really is a great time of year for most of us to feel motivated to clean our homes and to, you know, just sort of freshen things up. Um, but while I definitely wanted to talk about some simple tips for living more clutter-free, um, I also always want to point you all back to the heart of the matter. As I always say, I believe that the remedy to clutter and chaos is Jesus. So before we can even begin to tackle our spring cleaning of our hearts and homes, well, no, that's what we need to do. We really need to tackle our hearts first. And some of us have emotional attachments to clutter, and that's why we find it so hard to part with items. And I actually have a podcast episode, if you search all about um, that, about our emotional attachments. You can find that back in the archives. Um, and some of us just find that we have, you know, different reasons that we end up filling up our homes and why we feel like we're always weighed down with clutter and with stuff. So spring cleaning really, like I said, brings about a time for freshness and a time for newness. So what better way to start with first cleaning up our hearts and, and thinking, you know, why do we find ourselves here in this place every year? Because I bet there are many of you listening out there that we find the same cycle that we are in year after year. It's like, I'm going to purge, I'm going to clean clutter, I'm going to get rid of stuff, I'm going to live more simply. And the year goes by and we're making that same New Year's resolution in January. And by spring, we're purging and a lot of us are having garage sales to get rid of all those things. And um, it's just this endless cycle. So how do we break that cycle? I believe it's by spring cleaning our hearts first, by really understanding why we keep piling up stuff and still feel either discontent or not satisfied or weighed down or stressed. So if clutter is weighing you down and stuff is feeling like a burden in your home, you need to start by evaluating why. Why does this cycle continue and how can we break it? Now, like I said before, I truly believe the remedy to clutter and chaos is Jesus. I really believe that stuff in, of, in and of itself is not the issue, that it is really why we are constantly filling up on stuff or you know, for some of us, it's not really physical clutter, it's mental clutter. Why are we constantly, you know, filling up our minds with so much information that we are in information overload and we don't even know where to turn anymore? So I always say that I truly believe that the more we seek Jesus, the closer we get to him, the more we are practicing Matthew 6.33, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you. I believe that the more we do that, the more easily we can see clearly what is truly important and what we really need in our homes. And hopefully, the more we're seeking him, the less we are desiring of this world and the less we end up bringing into our homes that we don't truly need. And those things that are causing us stress will hopefully become naturally less and less. I truly believe that the more we seek Jesus, the less we desire of this world and naturally, 
our clutter is reduced. So let that sink in for a bit. Like I said, if you want to hear more about that um, and how I feel about getting our hearts in order, please search the other podcast episodes because I address that in many of them and also the video on YouTube about the remedy to clutter and chaos. So once we realize that we want to seek Jesus more, um, of course, that means that we're going to be in our word every day. We're going to be seeking after him with all of our hearts. And um, hopefully that transformation that takes place will help then to outwardly transform our our homes and our stuff and how we handle being stewards of what God has given us. So that's our first step is to get our hearts in line and to be truly seeking after him above stuff. Because face it, sometimes, you know, we all fall into that trap of stuff bringing us pleasure. Um, you know, going to home goods might excite some people because they love to decorate and they love the, you know, looking for that perfect whatever it is, end table or photo or picture for the wall or that perfect knickknack, right? I used to be like that many, many years ago. I, I really don't get excited by decorating anymore, but I used to be that way. You know, I was the one that would spend like the week looking for that perfect item that I had in my head that was just going to make our home look so beautiful. And then what happens? after a week, you know, you forget about it. It's just becomes part of your home. It's really, you know, we put so much focus on how things look. And um, if we could just change our focus onto what's functional, what's necessary and what's needed, that would eliminate so much clutter in our homes. There are a few tips that I wanted to talk today about really practical tips. I mean, this is this is not going to be one of those um, podcasts where I really just dive into the heart. Like I said, we can you can find all those episodes um, about the emotional attachments to clutter and um, seeking Jesus more. But I really just wanted to give some practical tips today that I have learned along the way. Now, Many of you may not know this, but I grew up a very messy and disorganized little girl. Yep, that's me. And here I am talking about clutter all the time and living clutter-free. But my nature as a little girl was messy. And unfortunately, my poor mom, I was born to an OCD, very neat and tidy mother. And also a sister who I had to share a room with. And then I came along and I was the one that my papers were always falling out of my backpack and uh, my room was never tidy and I could never find anything and I was always losing things but I think um, number one God has transformed me in a million different ways um, as as an adult but I think one of the ways he has transformed me and probably used those memories of being that messy little girl um, for me because I remember that feeling of like constantly feeling like I was behind or feeling like I was always losing things or I couldn't, you know, um, stay on top of my stuff. And I was always collecting things. I can remember being a little girl, just always collecting little things in my room. And, um, I'm so the opposite now, but I think part of it is, you know, God used that to help me kind of overcome that and realize that I don't want to go back to that way. I don't want to feel messy. I don't want to feel disorganized. I don't want to be the one that's always losing things. So I have a few tips that I have learned over the years. And like I said, I was born to a very neat mother <laughs> and uh, a lot of them actually I've learned from her. And so I'm grateful for that. But 
One of the first things that I wrote down when I was thinking of, you know, various tips for simple organization in a cluttered world was just keeping your countertops clean. I mean, it's so simple, but it makes an enormous difference. I cannot stand having clutter in my kitchen or in my living room, especially if I'm going to have people over. I can't, I feel very um, out of control and stressed when I walk into a room and there's just stuff everywhere. Um, so on a daily basis, I make it a point to keep the counters clean. The counters are not, their function is not to hold stuff. <laughs> their function is not to hold piles. Those things don't belong in the kitchen. We have um, our kitchen, I guess would say, is one of those kitchens that's like the hub of our home. You know, we spend a lot of time in there. So I make it a very intentional space that I want to keep clutter-free so that it feels peaceful and it, you know, changes the mood and the tone. Um, when my house starts to get uh, cluttered, that's when I start to feel really stressed. So I like to keep the places that we are in most uh, clutter free and that involves the countertops. I don't keep on my countertops very many things except you know like the large appliances like the KitchenAid mixer or I'm trying to think of the Keurig. Oh, can't live without that. That has to be on the counter. Um, you know I'll bring out the bread maker when I'm going to use it and then I'll put it back away um, on a shelf I have in my garage that's right off my kitchen. Um, and I really make it intentional to keep my counters clutter-free. And that involves even like not keeping a, a dish drainer out there. I know that sounds so silly, but like I have, you know, we have a dishwasher, but sometimes we wash things by hand and I just dry them and put them right away. Because I have in the past kept out the dish drain thing there and stacked the dishes and it's just always there. And it just kind of looks at me like always reminding me that there's a job to do, you know. I'm so just what I've learned actually a lot from my mother is just doing the job right then. Like drying the dishes and just putting them away right then. You know, sometimes if we have company, then I bring out the dish drainer and I, I let the dishes sit in there before I um, put them away or whatever because I want to spend time with my company. And I am really big on that. When company's here and the house gets messy, I'm good because I, I want to be with the people um, and I, I, don't, I want to make them feel important. So I sit with them and I'll clean up after everybody leaves. So yes, yeah, sometimes I bring out the dish drainer then and I will rinse the dishes and let them sit there or whatever. But even so far as keeping things like that off the counter because it just makes things feel more peaceful. And it's much easier to just get the job done in the moment, rinse off the dish, dry it and put it away. Then, you know, wash it and then let it sit there and kind of remind you that there's still something to do. It, it's, a, it's a tiny little tip, but it, it really does bring me a lot less stress. So like I said, even when I use an appliance such as the bread maker, use it and put it away rather than letting things start to accumulate. Don't use your countertops for your mail. Don't use your countertops for your school books. Don't use your countertops to organize all your papers. I know some of you out there have a lack of space. And if there's a certain area on your countertop, you know, some people have those like desk areas or there's a certain area you can, you know, that's the only space in your home, then obviously go ahead and use it. But Try and designate someplace out of the kitchen 
for all of those types of things. And it really helps to keep your home less cluttered, just putting things away when you use them. When the junk mail comes in, throw it out. Don't throw it on the counter to look at later because it just keeps accumulating. Throw it out. When my son, he, we have one son, it's his job every day to go to the mailbox and get the mail. When he comes in, we go through the mail and that's it. We do it right then. Anything important goes on daddy's desk. Anything that's garbage goes in the garbage and that is the end of it. So one tip for reducing clutter is just, you know, stopping it before it starts to get out of control. Um, it just takes a moment. And that brings me to another tip that I've learned from my mother over the years. And that is, she taught me to never clean the bathroom. <laughs> now I know that sounds funny, but no, we do clean the bathroom. But she would always say, a little bit every day and there's no ever one big day when you're like I have to clean the bathroom so after I take my shower I spray everything down while I'm still in there um, I spray down the shower spray down the toilets spray down the sink when I'm all done and wipe everything clean spray down the counters the mirror it takes five minutes and every once in a while then yes you go into your bathroom and you might need to do a, a bigger clean of the floors or whatever but just Generally, if you just spend two to five minutes after your shower spraying the toilet, spraying the shower, spraying down the tub, giving everything a wipe, spray the mirror, spray the counters, unless you have this extremely large bathroom, it doesn't take that long. You don't have to worry that somebody stopped over at the house unexpected and your bathroom's dirty because it's always wiped down clean. And I never really have a day where I'm like, oh, we have to clean the bathrooms because they're always generally fairly clean. So I learned that from my mother and I really think it is such a help to keep things, um, you know, clutter-free. You just clean at the moment and you don't have to have like this one day of the week where you just feel so overwhelmed that your house is dirty and you have to have this big cleaning day. A little bit each day really goes a long way. Um, so keeping the counters clean, keeping the bathroom clean, you know, same thing with the kitchen. When you use it, you clean it. Um, I, I try to keep up with, you know, as I'm cooking or as I'm using things, just putting them away and, and cleaning them so there's not this big mess at the end of the day. Um, and if you have older kids, involve them. I mean, you have younger kids, involve them. Kids as little as, you know, three can be involved in so many aspects of chores. So those are very simple ways to keep organized in a cluttered home. Another... Um, thing I would recommend is a whiteboard or a chalkboard if you're a homeschooler if you're not a homeschooler doesn't really matter we all sort of um, can benefit from having just a very simple whiteboard or chalkboard in a, the hub of our house whether it's the kitchen or your family room wherever you guys spend the most time your dining room whatever it is where you can just write down the plans for the day I am a loosey-goosey planner I am often sidetracked by so many things during my day but it's really helpful for myself and for the children if I keep a 
very simple schedule for the day so everybody can see what's ahead for the day and it will help somebody like me who can get off track because I'm very quick to forget oh yeah I said I was going to do that and I forgot to just write down you know a loose plan for the day what we're doing in the morning what we're doing in the afternoon what we're doing in the evening and what's for dinner so that eliminates people asking what's for dinner and um, there's a schedule there for the day so I would highly recommend that as another tip very simple to just keep yourself organized look I know you can go on Pinterest and you see these like family stations, right? Where they have these extremely organized p parts of their home that's like the family hub and everything matches and it's got a theme and it's pretty and they use magnets and um, paint and everything, you know, just looks so organized. It doesn't have to be like that. I'm all about um, not worrying about so much how things look, but how things are functioning. And you can have the prettiest organization system in the world, but if it's not functioning and your heart isn't set straight because you're feeling overwhelmed, then it really isn't working. So simple is always best in my eyes. You can get a simple whiteboard or a simple chalkboard. Hey, you can even make a chalkboard um, and hang it somewhere that you can just kind of keep yourselves on task for the day. Another uh, tip that I would recommend for simple organization in a cluttered world, because this one really, I think nowadays, especially our world is just so cluttered with so much stuff. So this tip will help get rid of the gadgets. Get rid of the gadgets. I mean, if you go through your kitchen, I bet you have way more gadgets or duplicates of things that you really do need in the kitchen. And I mean, they have something for everything nowadays, right? You know, a little tool for everything. And some of them are really neat and cool and they, they may save you a lot of time. And those are the ones worth keeping. But I bet if you went and inventoried your kitchen right now, or your living room, or your office, but mostly in the kitchen I would find these things, you're going to find so many things that you don't really use. And then you're going to say, but Karen, I might use it someday, or I spent so much money on it that I hate to part with it. Well, why don't we just chalk that up to a loss and get rid of it because, and I say that because is it worth holding on to because you spent money on it if you don't use it or if it's just taking up space and stressing you out? You know, we all say we have such a limited amount of space, but we have so much stuff. I think we would have so much more space if we just had what we need. You know, I tell this story often, but Simply Living for Him was actually born out of a blog post that I wrote years ago about um, my quest for wanting to live more simply. And before that, I wasn't blogging about simplifying. I was blogging about homeschool. And so that blog post that I wrote um, is where the this whole blog came about. But I had written this blog post as, after we had visited Jamestown, Virginia, and we were sort of taking a field trip learning when we had been learning all about um, American history. So we had been down in Jamestown, Virginia, and we had went uh, to this old farmhouse and I was so struck when I stood in this little farmhouse with how little those people had. And, you know, there was like one hook 
per person. I guess it was six people that were living in the home. And that's where all their clothes hung. All of their clothes hung on one hook. You know, each person had a dish and a a cup, if they were lucky, of their own. And there was just such a small amount of stuff in the home. There was like one homemade checker set or whatever for the children or maybe a little homemade rag doll or something. And I kind of stood there and I was really struck by the whole thing. And I thought, I would love this. I would have so much time to do all the things that I say I don't have time to do if I had so much less stuff to take care of, you know? Like, why do we have to have so many outfits? I mean, my kids, honestly, the boys, they wear like the same three outfits rotated. You know, we're homeschoolers. We're home a lot. They don't care. (laughs) So I love it. I'm good with that. That's another tip to keep things simple. Limit the clothes. I don't care if they wear the same exact outfit every Sunday to church. That's fine by me. A Sunday outfit and then their their clothes during the week, a couple outfits to interchange and we're good to go. Um, But anyway, so these like, you know, uh, pioneers, they had such little amounts of things, but yet I also was struck that time when I was thinking how they had to work so hard just to survive. I mean, we have no clue, right? We have the refrigerator, the microwave, the washing machine, the Instapot now, uh, the crock pot, the dishwasher, all of those things. And we still say we don't have time to do, you know, our Bible reading, or we just don't have time to play with our kids as much as we want to. Of course we do but we're filling up our time with the wrong things and we're filling up our homes with the wrong things. I think about those pioneers and I know it sounds extreme, but I think, well, what if we had just enough like they did, but we had the washing machine and the crock pot and all the modern conveniences. Oh my goodness, we'd have so much time. We would have so much time. We would have no excuse that we don't have time to sit with our kids or time to sit and read our Bibles. So honestly, I know that sounds extreme, but if you really think about it, it's true. Um, So we live in a time nowadays where we are more inundated with stuff than ever to make our lives easier and we're more stressed than ever and the people are running around more stressed than ever. You know, we have our cell phones that have everything we pretty much need in the palm of our hands. We have all these modern conveniences. The cooking we can do in minutes now when we use our crock pot or or our Instapot, I should say. And we have, you know, all these conveniences and we are still running around busy. We're not spending all day just to cook a meal like those people were back then. I mean, they had to go and hunt for the food, find the food, then prepare the food just to survive. And we don't have to do that. So why are we more stressed and busy than ever? Why are we feeling like we have more clutter than ever? We shouldn't. So we really need to evaluate those things. So when I say get rid of the gadgets... Keep the ones that are fruitful and helping you, but take an inventory mostly like I think probably in your kitchen, but all around your home. If it's not really serving a purpose, take the loss and just get rid of it because it's not worth holding on to all of these things that are just taking up space. And when things take up space, it just causes us more stress. So I would highly recommend taking an inventory and getting rid of your gadgets. So 
this spring, three things so far we're going to do. It's going to clean our bathroom every time we take our shower in the morning or in the evening, whenever it is. We're going to keep our counters clean and we're gonna get rid of our gadgets. Oh, four things so far. And our whiteboard or our chalkboard. Simple. These are simple, simple tips. Um, Another thing, if we want to talk about getting rid of clutter, one of the biggest areas of clutter, if you are a mom or a dad listening, is if you have children, you have toys. And everyone will say, oh, but our children need all these things. They do not need all of those things. We think they do because society tells us they do, and we feel like we need to keep up with everybody else. But they really don't. And if you want to get rid of clutter, start by getting rid of some of your children's toys. Because I truly believe that kids playing with the real thing is better than some of these fake toys. What do I mean by that? For instance, when my daughter was little, I mean, it was like you had to have the play kitchen. We spent so much time looking for the perfect play kitchen to get her. And it had to be one of these wooden ones. You know, I didn't want the plastic one. I wanted the wooden one and it looked all cool and all this. She was two years old. She didn't know the difference, right? And so it's fun to have a little play kitchen. But what I found was... It took up space, and we didn't have a lot of space for all the toys. And she was probably way more content, and it would have been much more fruitful when mommy was actually cooking in the real kitchen to let her sit on the floor with her spoon, her wooden spoon and her bowl and pretend to be stirring. And then as she got a little older, hand her a little bit of dough to play with hand her a little bit of, you know, something to mix. And as she got a little older, help mommy, you know, actually make the food. And a little older, before you know it, she's actually making her own meals and learning how to cook. And children's play is really for them to learn, to use their imaginations, you know, to to learn skills that they need to grow. So we don't always have to provide them all these toys. If you look at things sort of in a different perspective and say, okay, I can give them a fake you know, uh, kitchen or I can just bring them in the kitchen with me. Now, I know a lot of you out there are saying, but you don't understand my two-year-old in the kitchen. I'll never get anything done. But it's all part of the process. And for those times where you want to be in the kitchen alone and you don't want to have someone in there, that's fine too. Then you can give them something to do otherwise. But why not some of the time bring them in there? Or, you know, just like I said, giving them real bowls and, and spoons to play with and things that they won't get hurt on, but that they can truly pretend they're cooking. They don't need the plastic bowls, the plastic kids stuff. They can come into the actual kitchen and play. Even with my boys, when they were little, I remember like we, then we had to have, you know, we had the play kitchen for uh, my daughter and then we had to have the play workshop for the boys and that took up so much space as well it was like I didn't have a family room anymore I had this little play room and I gradually got rid of that too and I started to collect things that he could play with of his own in a little box that were you know like the real thing but safe to play with and that little boy as he got older I would give him 
um, things to play with uh, that were broken. You know, this is as he's a little older now and able to handle like tools and things. But, you know, things from around the house that were broken, he loved to take apart. And that kid now as a 14-year-old, is able to fix things for me all the time. I remember recently my vacuum broke. He took the whole thing apart and fixed it for me. I would have just gone out and bought a new vacuum because I thought it was dead. <laughs> and he fixed it. So I attribute that to a lot of exposure when he was little. You won't get that same exposure with the fake toys. So giving them just real things to play with, they don't need all of the stuff that we pile and pile into their playrooms. We have an obscene amount of toys in our society these days. And when we say that we're overrun with the clutter and, and the stuff, evaluate your children's toys because I really believe that is one area that can be cleaned up and does not have to be so cluttered. So that's another simple tip as you're spring cleaning this year. Evaluate those toys. Are they really necessary? Is there a real life alternative you can use that would even be more fruitful for them? Um, and do they really play with all of those things? And are they necessary? And and try not to bring anything more into the house because we just end up fostering that kind of need in our children that we don't want in ourselves, that need for stuff or that need to keep up with others. Um, and it's spring, so they have no business being inside now playing with all these pretend toys. Get them outside and playing in, you know, the real world outdoors. Get them in nature. Get them outside in the fresh air um, doing, you know, painting or art. I used to even give my little ones a bucket of water on our deck in the spring or the summer and a paintbrush and they would go to town painting my deck with water and they were so happy about it. It was one of their favorite things to do. Didn't involve bringing in any new clutter in my home. A bucket of water and a paintbrush and they would paint <laughs> the deck with water. So kids don't need much. Um, so that is another tip I would give you. Um, let's see. I think the last one that I would say is right now, I think in our society, like I said, this is simple organization in a cluttered world. Our society sometimes gets so turned upside down, but you know what we'll, we'll take something that's really meant for, to be good and helpful and we just turn it into who knows what. But as far as planners, I know there's so many of you out there who are probably going to write me and say, but I love my planner and I'm in the planning you know, community and all that. I think we've taken that to a whole nother level um, with planners where you know we decorate our planners and we have to have all the accessories for our planners. And I think back to our grandmothers and I'm like, they had maybe a little date book, you would call it, a little calendar that they would write things down. And I just want to be that way. I just want to think back to the way our grandmothers were. They didn't have time to decorate their little calendars. And I know it's a hobby and it's fun and it's a craft. But again, it just adds so much more clutter sometimes. So if you are finding that you are getting into that sort of mode of thinking like you need to have all this stuff in order to make plans, you really need a calendar or a notebook. <laughs> 
a spiral blank notebook. That's what I'm using for homeschool this year. I have a video on YouTube about that as well. I'm using a simple spiral notebook and that is my plan book. I have no fancy lesson planner this year and it works better than anything because it's basically me writing down lists and writing down what I want to do and then I have a little planner for my daily life, you know, um, that has calendar in it and lots of blank paper. And that's all we need. I don't get into the whole decorating uh, my planner and putting accessories in it. And like I said, I know it's fun and it's a hobby and all that. But for many of us who are feeling that we have so much clutter already, let's not add to it in the things that are supposed to be making our life easier. So I would highly recommend that all you really need is a simple um, not to mention they're expensive, these planners and all the accessories. You can get a 99 cent notebook, a simple spiral notebook, and it does the same exact job. Let's not focus on making things look Pinterest perfect, but let's focus on um, chasing after God's standards and doing things with excellence and, and um, you know, doing things well. And we can't do things well and with excellence and chase after God when we're feeling so weighed down by the things of this world. So we need to focus on, um, you know, spring cleaning our hearts as much as our homes this year. And that all begins with these simple tips. And it really all begins with seeking Jesus the most. So you can find out a lot more about, um, what I feel like I said is the remedy to clutter and chaos and seeking Jesus more and letting him transform you. On my YouTube channel, I have uploaded some videos recently and also by searching on the, the website for Simply Living for Him. Um, also visit me on the Facebook page. I intend with this um, series for spring cleaning our hearts at home to do a couple of things a week to do a few videos. I'm going to take you on a little tour. I've taken you on a tour of our little hobby farm here. We're going to do a lot more of that actually this spring as we start planting and getting things ready because we're expanding our farm. But I also plan on taking you on a little tour of my home and showing you how I live clutter-free. And uh, right now, as I'm saying that and I'm looking at my office, there's a pile of Uno cards on the floor. There's some Legos on the floor. There's a pile of school books in the corner. I'll show you that too. I'll show you the places where I fail. <laughs> So most of my house is clutter-free at the moment, but I certainly uh, am not perfect, and I certainly have, you know, the times where my office is, my desk is unable to be seen. So I'm going to be real with you, and I'm going to take you on some tours and, and show you the inside of my home and, and how we are trying to keep things clutter-free. And I will also be doing um, some podcast episodes within the next few months that will address these issues as well. So I look forward to this series and let me know what you think. Comment on the blog, come visit me on the Facebook page or on the YouTube channel. Um, also on Instagram, I share a lot of different little glimpses into our life over there at Simply Living For Him. So come on over and comment and let me know what you think and what are the areas that you're struggling with as you begin to start thinking about spring cleaning and I would love to address those areas and we can all walk this journey together. So I thank you for joining me for another episode of this podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him and I wish you blessings and joy.